You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. You had said earlier that you know, there's three of you that are the, the, the creative force in the band. And you've got songwriting credits that do have revenue that's attached to that song, those songwriting credits. How do you guys navigate that side of things, the, the publishing side and, 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 and the work that goes into being creative? And do you allow those who aren't putting that work in to uh, enjoy the benefits of it? Yeah. So aside from our last record, Erase Me, every record that we've ever written has been like a dollar on tour. We're all here. We were all in the studio. You know, if XYZ dude didn't write any songs and just played along or didn't even play at all, but he was there, it was equally split. Uh, again, I don't necessarily recommend that. But for me, being in a band with friends, like Maori said, now we have something to agree or disagree about. Um, and now we need an agreement. Uh, by the time we got there, we were so happy that we all got there that we're all like, why would I want to start bringing lawyers in to tell my friend, like, I happen to be more skilled than you, or I happen to be a vocalist, you know? And then, and when you start carving those things out after a precedent has been set of we're one family, what you run the risk of is people not caring about the art. And I think Under Oath has had the longevity we have because we've always put music first. But if someone says, unless you write it, you don't eat it then all of a sudden I'm like, well, then I want to start singing then. I want my lyrics on there because that counts towards publishing and I want to get my cut and it's mine and it's yours. And no, what about this? But I told you to change it. So I want to cut of that. Like it gets so convoluted in my personal opinion that it's not even worth it when the record is just a selfish endeavor of trying to shove your shitty riffs and ideas on a record so that you can take a cut. Well, you know what's better is yeah. having a great record that sells half a million copies and going, yeah, man's over here kind of balled out and he didn't do a lot of work, but like extrapolate that over 20 years. And it's like, I wouldn't have anything that I have if we ran our business like a business in, in that moment in 2003, 2004, personally. Right. And I think if you, if you really dive into that, the, the, the issue, I've got very similar situations as Tim where all my bands for the vast majority, there are five pieces. So it's easier math for all of us, but 20% across the board for every member. And, uh, you know, you get to LP six and seven, it's just like, fuck, man, like I'm home, I'm writing these albums, I'm writing these songs yep. day in and day out and day in, and this guy doesn't, it's not like he's an asshole, he's just not writing the record. But is it worth going from 2020, 2020, 2020 to 20, 
20, 25, 35. That 15% that goes from bassist to singer, bassist to guitarist, whatever, is changing no one's life. I promise, no matter what everyone thinks about publishing, there aren't going to be any, you know. Million dollar deals flying around. Yeah. Songs in a fucking Nissan commercial. So it's just like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And if you ever lose that member and have to reteach songs and reroute, you know, deal with a leaving member agreement if they, if they have one, whatever, it's just not worth it in the end. Most of the time, obviously it's hard to speak in absolutes, but especially in the underground world that most of us live in with hardcore metal bands, it's like 20% of something versus 30%. It's just not worth ruffling the feather and then having that potentially slow, but definite burn start that could blow up something that does matter and build up spite that the guy just says, well, I don't want to do this tour or this one-off or whatever it is. It's like the less fun thing for that person at that time. It's just, it's so hard to deal with five artists in a general, in a general scenario as is to start it with like a, whether it's unintentional or not, but archaic way that the businesses ran of like percentages and all that. You're essentially telling them I'm worth more than you in this business, which is fucking true probably, but it just creates a, a very tough scenario when you're all living in a tin can, you know, six, seven months a year. It's hard to have that not build up into spite. Well, Biggie, yeah. I would imagine like with oh, you. Real, real, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, Brian. real quick, I may have to pop off for a phone call, but uh, hopefully it will be quick. I'll pop back on. So sorry about that. I know it sounds terrible. A real busy guy, Brian Slagle. <laughs> Today's like the busiest day. Normally it hasn't been that bad. I know, everyone's like, everyone took yeah, Monday day weekends, yeah. <laughs> I gotta yeah. do all the work. <laughs> Biggie, real quick, like, I mean, with the heavy music genres, while, you know, no one's expecting, you know, a, a big hit song on the radio to make an impact financially in people's lives, but there's a lot of money to be had in instrument sponsorships and the, the you know, the different, like, uh, sounds and stuff that you can sell online. Sure. And, and, you know, and now you've got a drummer who's got a revenue stream, a guitarist who's got a revenue stream, maybe a bassist for the revenue stream. You know, the vocalist has got to be left out <laughs> out of that, right? And uh -huh. that actually is significant. So is there an argument to be made in sharing those revenues as well? Yeah, I mean, of course there's an argument. It all depends on each band. Like, if that's a real revenue stream, talk about it. If it's a thousand bucks a year, I mean, do you think Singer Dude needs 200 bucks? If so, get a different, wrong business. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, you know, it's probably incremental in the grand scheme of things. And if you're a cool band, like, take care of the singer another way. You know, if, when it, when it does every once in a while, when like, you'll watch, like, if a band does split everything up into fifths and like, everybody gets new road cases like that's expensive and the singer's like i guess i'll get a new shorter 58 mic that's sick it's just it's a give and take you know maybe that's a, the singer doesn't have to load in you know what i mean but i think when you start really breaking it down that small you're losing sight of the big picture like the big picture should not be the tone thing that you did and and, and if they did that if guitars did one of these like cool new programs out there it's work they have to do stuff to do it and understand you, you might be borrowing assets but at that point I feel like a band like Under Oath would be able to negotiate something where it's like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Everybody cool with this? You know, similarly to if someone's an artist, if, if someone Under Oath's an artist, it would be weird to tell them, like, well, stay away from all Under Oath art. Don't use my lyrics in any of your art because whatever. It's like, yeah. I, Let me ask a real quick question regarding that because what's happening now is you're seeing a lot of, especially during the pandemic, you're seeing a lot of uh, individual artists, uh, guys in bands going on, for example, Twitch. 
And, you know, we've got a couple guys going on there and some guys making some serious money on that. Yeah. So as a manager and a guy in a band, let's say guitar player A goes on Twitch and he's making 10, 15 grand a month on that. And clearly he's, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing and that's related to the band. How does that work? How do you guys feel on your end about where that money should go? Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Uh, I mean, we're actually doing that right now. I mean, uh, Jordan from Every Time I Die, one of Biggie's bands, was on Under Oath's Twitch channel. We do a Twitch every Wednesday night. Let me know where I can collect payment on that. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, the only reason why people came is because Biggie's band. So he's going to get, like, 5% revenue Thank of you. the $38 we made. Uh, <laughs> no, but we're, we're breaking down the record, right? And, you know, at first it was like, well, you know, I have this idea of like, I want to go in the studio with Josh Scoggin and write like a one day song and it'd be fun. And it's like, should that be on my personal channel or my personal Facebook live or Instagram live? Or should we try to funnel that to the band? And I think there's two arguments, right? Like Aaron, our drummer has a web shop. That's only his, all the money goes to him. And it's like, have, you know, it doesn't say this, but in reality, it's have Aaron from under oath play on your record for X amount of hundreds of dollars. And if a thousand bands go, dude, play on my song, there's an argument to say, the only reason why those people want you on their song is because you play with us and you're in our band and our band actually made that money, not you. Um, the other side is going down to Biggie's thing. Like, is that what we're gonna talk about? Like we have all this history and now we're mad about like your drum lessons or the work you do sidebar with the status you have because of who we are as a unit um i just don't think i don't think that's relevant and i feel like you know there's singers doing cameo and if the bass player goes to do cameo guess what nobody's gonna buy it but the only reason why the singer's big is because the bass player and the drummer locked in and wrote the record so now they have publishing more and this guy's cameo or is it all split like every situation is so unique i mean for under oath specifically like a lot of our dudes have side stuff that is only because of being an under oath and honestly all of us do and so to penalize people's next 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 opportunities uh because of the stepping stone that was built by all six of us at that point we're saying you know i want a piece of everything you do because aaron only got in paramore when he quit under oath because of under oath so i want his paramore money now right like that that cycle can go on forever and, and it's like, at, cer at a certain point, you just have to go, what do we want to do? And even talking to Grant, our bass player, who's actually the head of our Twitch stuff, he's the only one that's actually actively pursuing Twitch and we just show up because we don't know anything about it. And at a certain point, we're like, if the thing doesn't actually do what we want it to do, like, how do we just allow you to have that? Because that's your passion, you know? And like, you know, Under Oath will post about King State, my coffee and beer bar in Tampa. And like, we all help each other and we all are aware that we're using our platform sometimes for for personal side shoots but as long as we're all communicating about it and someone doesn't wake up with me you know tim's taking over under us instagram live and i'm just pumping my personal web store and my personal this and selling guitar lessons like directly and pocketing all the money like that's when shady stuff happens but like i think as long as everyone's up front and everyone's aware and everyone respects what everyone's doing like it's the band's decision to get behind it or just allow it to happen in the background or respectfully have a conversation about modifying or stopping it if it's way too infringement, you know? And so it's like, I, I'm with you. Though. My suggestion like, my suggestion has always been to just take a vig off the top and kick it back into the band as a whole. 
it's sometimes fallen on deaf ears and sometimes it's welcomed. Um, but that has always appeared to me to be like the really easy solution. And that way nobody, I think I that's mean, fully fair. Yeah. And I think you guys are such a unique case and I love that you, you're, you're willing to share all the stuff that you're sharing, Tim, but it, it, and I'm glad it works for you guys. And I think one of the reasons, again, it, so much of this does go back to money. You guys are all eating a full pizza every night. I mean, not literally, but when you've got bands fighting over a piece of pizza, this argument becomes much more challenging when all of a sudden one guitar sure. player is e eating his own pizza or the singer is the only guy that's starving. Um, Cause I've been in those situations, but um, so I figure you kick a little bit back in and that, that sometimes I, I do find that the, the bigger the band is, the less issues they have like that. It's, it's generally the smaller bands are the ones that fight over all this little stuff that makes no sense. And the bigger bands just like, yeah, whatever. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!